You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. Okay, tell me, masked, masked, the masked chef. It's on Hulu. Okay, it's it's a kind of a combination of the circle and like, uh, like like Master Chef or like maybe even Chopped, but the challenges are pretty unhinged. Okay, like, I just watched one with a white elephant. They did a white elephant party where all the contestants had a white elephant party and they all got like really weird things. And at the end, they tell you, they tell the contestants, okay, well, whatever you end with, that is the only heat you have to cook food with. So somebody oh, got like a clothes steamer, a couple of irons, like just a bunch of weird shit. And that's what they had. Like, those are the kind the they're unhinged. Oh my God. So like, but the, the contestants don't know. They they know the other contestants. They've seen them, so that's not like the circle, right? They know their real names. Yeah. But each contestant has a alias that's their chef name. So they cook the food in secret. They do whatever challenges in secret under their their secret chef name. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows who that chef that that person is. That chef. So when they're judging the food and all that, they're judging this alias. They don't know it's connected to this person. So How much cocaine is involved it's in this insane. show? And I'm not even going – and I'm going to tell Courtney. We're not going to tell you about the mascot for the show. Oh, Jesus. There's a mascot that is unhinged. It is so close to a horror movie parody <laughs> that it's it would be so simple to just push it off the edge. Like, see, I'm wa- to see, just I'm- take it that far. See, I'm watching Crime Scene Kitchen again because it's Crime Scene Kitchen. Oh, because Joel but- Kale is. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't know about this one. I'm, not... <laughs> I'm gonna have to check this one out. Hi, folks. Welcome to Pulse oh. of the Oh, okay, Deceivers. <laughs> that would be my movie. This this is the part of this that really pisses me off. <laughs> is that Gay Deceivers? In the way that we structure a show, you would have gotten Liquid Sky because we couldn't do Picnic at Hanging, Hanging Rock. Rock. We couldn't do so. The we couldn't do movie. art. So we're going yeah. to do art. And then I'm like, let's do the gay deceiver. So, like, I didn't choose it. The wheel chose it. I have <laughs> other movies that I would rather watch. <laughs> Beastmaster. Let's just do Beastmaster. Dragon Slayer. <laughs> Hell, skin a rink at this point. No, we gotta do the gay deceivers. Hey, did skin a rink got a got his Blu-ray release? Yes, and I got the Blu-ray. Actually, the 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 uh, the director's commentary is quite interesting to hear how this uh, movie is made. Oh, Ball does a good job. I want to try yeah. to get him on this show. I bet we could. Oh, easily. Yeah, he's a nice I mean, guy. 
I, I mean, I mean, the man has made me hate the fucking Fisher Price phone for the rest yeah. of my life. And but other than that, I know you weren't as big a fan of it as I was, but Outwater is up on Vinegar Syndrome right now. Actually, I haven't watched the Outwater. Oh, yet. No. you should. It's on because yeah, it's on Screenbox, Screenbox. right now. So I, I, you should. Like, there is so much I need to watch on Screenbox right now. I need to watch that. I need to watch the Robert England documentary. Yeah. Um, I need to dive back into subspecies, especially since subspecies <laughs> yeah, five is on there now. <laughs> yeah, you do. We, if you do special show, I'm putting this out there. If you get because I watched all of them except for the new one. Mm-hmm. like a month ago just powered through through all of them if you watch all of them we need to do a special show one show about all the subspecies movies <laughs> i haven't seen them in about years. radu i have about italian um, fashion icon radu and uh <laughs> i can't believe they got the original actor who played uh-huh. radu to come back for part five i was just like so did they need to put any makeup on him at this point <laughs> Uh, because how old is Radu in real life? I, 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 I didn't get, I mean, God bless Charles Band because I mean, the shit the man comes out with is just, it, it literally is like a competition between who's the most outrageous, mm-hmm. Lloyd Kaufman or Charles Band. It really yeah. is because I, it's like Lloyd Kaufman, you got like Class of Newcomb High, you got Toxic Avenger movies, you got Shakespeare Shitstorm and all this stuff. And then you go over to Charles Band, you've got stuff like the Piranha Women, where it's these women with piranha teeth titties. Yeah. And subspecies movies. And, yeah, yeah. And, you got Dull Man. You got, uh, you got Trancer. You got Trancer. Yeah. Hey, I mean. Dry hairs for squids, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just between, between Full Moon Entertainment slash uh, Empire Films and Trauma, man. I just, the shit that came out in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, fantastic. From both pieces. I mean, uh, a compolar opposite of the shit show we're watching on this episode, which yeah. honestly, with the, the, with the subject matter and with everything going into it and it being the birth of one of the biggest memes online with the, the, the peonies marigolds thing should be so much better than what it was when we first watched it. And I, for those who don't know, the concept of the gay deceivers is these two guys are going to, are going about to be drafted into the uh, military in order to avoid the draft. They pose as a gay couple and move in together at this gay apartment complex and wacky hilarity should ensue, <laughs> but it doesn't. No. And, 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 and it's just like, it's it's such a... Three's company has a lot more wacky, queer <laughs> hilarity than the Gay Deceivers does. And the thing is, is it's like, I mean, I know that the actor who plays the extremely effeminate one is gay in real life, and he was, you know, consultant on the script to make sure that it's not that offensive when it comes to the gay jokes in the movie, but at the same time, you're just like, this was the compromise. Okay. I want to uh, know how many queer people, after seeing the meme in the last, what, like 10 years, it's really been kicked, like, like punched up, like come mm-hmm. out like real hard. Would you say maybe five years? Well, especially on TikTok. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it was it, when it was on YouTube, I mean, it was one thing, but then TikTok just blew that scene up. Yeah. So, 
how many how many queer people watched this because of that and were just as disappointed as we were? Oh, I'm like, sure a lot. Yeah, that's what I want to know. I'm that's, sure a lot because it was a dis because because we were excited about it because of the movie. We were sadly and, excited about it. And we watched it and we're like, oh, what what in gay hell is this? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah non-figuratively what in the gay hell is this and here's the thing here's because because as we mentioned in the last episode we weren't able to watch picnic at hanging rock because of its availability now i mean it's it's a criterion film but at the time we were able to stream it you know with no problem where with the gay deceivers we had to hunt it down and now here we are in our year of the lord 2023 and the Gay Deceivers is now available freely on Tubi, where with Picnic and Hanging Rockets, like, I don't know, you're going to have to. I'm going to have to go to Barnes and Noble and pay 20 bucks to buy <laughs> this thing. You have to go to Barnes and Noble during the 50% during, right now, literally right now, <laughs> and buy it. I I mean, it's worth owning because it's a great film, but at the same time, I'm just like, but we need it now for the podcast. I Right. Like, no, I'm not saying we shouldn't own it. We absolutely should own it, oh, but we shouldn't have to buy Picnic at Hanging Rock. I should have to, I should have to make, I should have to scuba dive to Fire Island and fight a fight a big gay minotaur to get my hands on the gay deceivers. Like if I want it, that's where it should be. It should be in a vault somewhere. So uh, what I I'm, shouldn't have. What I'm thinking is is that Tubi probably saw how that meme was taking off and said, we need to get this movie on here. And right. So who knows the quality of this film? Well, when we watched it before, it was on YouTube, wasn't it? It was, it was on YouTube, but for some reason, the scene, the scene, the Marigold scene yeah. was blacked out and all we heard was the dialogue. Right. It was the most bizarrest thing and we're like why is this one scene blacked out the mo- the moment we wanted to see in this movie were denied and, and and now it's like they're on tubi and we i mean i've seen i've seen prints on tubi of films where they've had the television watermark still in the corner of the screen right. from <laughs> for what station it was recorded on onto VHS, so who knows what the quality of the, that's what I'm curious about with this is what is going to be the quality of the film we're going to get it on. We're gonna we're gonna find out. Hey, we forgot to do it at the top of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, for we forgot to do it for um, Liquid Sky. But do you want to tell people about what's going on on Twitter and where we're going to be yes, eventually yes, and where we're going to yeah. be in the short term? Yeah, we forgot to do it on Liquid Sky. So for those who are not paying attention, t- Twitter's in mega meltdown mode right now. Um, and so, it I mean, it has been musky for a while, but now the musk has gone overpowering. And he's implemented this thing where if you don't pay for Twitter now, you're limited on your activity. And we didn't realize just how quick that would come it was like oh you know being able to see and interacting with only 800 posts a day or something like that that's 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 quite a lot no 
like in two hours, all of a sudden we're receiving messages saying you've met your quota for the day. Yeah, and we're not paying for Twitter. Let's be clear. No. Like that, ain't, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> so I mean, it's just a major, major meltdown, and we're part of the mutant family community. So, uh, I you know I I'm I'm basically we're switching a lot of our activity over to Discord. Um, we're the- part. With the goal of eventually coming full on on like Blue Sky, once yeah. once we can, once so, we can, I, I I feel bad. I hope I I hope that the people who are working at Blue Sky are ready for the influx because they're not. They already Hive, shut down. Yeah, <laughs> they already Hive shut down was not. Yeah, Hive was not, and we saw what happened with Hive. It crashed and burned in a, within a month. Um, cause it's like we ran to hive and then we found out that it was only two people operating it and it went from being this yay to shit show in three weeks, uh, to where it's, it's practically impossible to operate on there now. And Mastodon is fun in theory, but just having to have to jump from server to server to server to server yeah. just got ridiculous. Um, so until we're able to get over to blue sky. Um, our activity will be on Discord. We are not only going to be posting stuff within the Mutant Family Discord, um, and they have backlogs as well for requests for joining them too, so be patient with them. Uh, we have our own Discord as well, and I've, I've posted it on our Twitter account. I've, post, I've posted the link Shit. for it. Did you just come back from Baltimore? What was yes. that? <laughs> I can't even do that. What did you... <laughs> I, I was I all of a sudden got possessed by by John Waters or something. You definitely I, just left Maryland. Abused it. Did, uh, did you have a but, pepperoni roll while you were there? <laughs> but um, it's on our Twitter page, the link to our Discord. We're going to have activity going on there as well. We haven't really been active on our Discord, but we will now. Yeah. Uh, we're not shutting the Twitter account down. We're just going to let it sync with the ship. Because we yeah. don't want anyone to have the username. It makes you strong. Uh, we're not, we're not going to let anyone have. <laughs> no can have it. No one can have it. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just what a way to ruin a platform. I mean, it really just is makes me shake my head, and yeah. it makes me convinced that I think Elon Musk's ultimate goal is to destroy it and get a tax write-off. It really does. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on there, but but yeah, that's but we'll be on Discord. Eventually, we'll be on like Blue Sky. We'll make sure everybody knows where to find us. Yeah. Um, and we'll still and I'm I, we'll still keep posting stuff up to Twitter. Just as long you know, as it allows us. Yeah. As long I as mean, it allows us, and and we'll make sure everybody knows where to find us there as well. So we'll we'll still be there. No worries. Yeah, we're not we're not completely leaving, even though I, I'm 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 giving Twitter a few months at this point, unless something's done because yeah that that whole first it was limited to 600 and then eon musk was like okay i'll change it to 800 and i was like how about just no limits just how about that you know well there's a theory that the reason that they're doing it isn't isn't money based in the way that we would like to think it's it's that they didn't pay a couple of their major cloud bills for their servers and and the servers can't handle the volume anymore they're down like half of their server capacity so they have to limit it or that the all of twitter will crash so this is their solution 
instead of just paying their bills. Instead of paying their goddamn bills. You have the like money we to pay have the to bills. Do, right? Like, uh, but anyway, anyway, the gay deceivers. The gay <laughs> We're going to watch it again. Yeah. And then we will tell you what's going on this time around. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, are you, uh, well, no, I'm not ready to watch it, but are you? <sighs> yeah. I mean, we should, we've, we've survived it once. We'll survive it again. We'll yeah. be, we'll make it through. All right. We'll be right back folks. After we re-experience the joy that is the gay deceivers. <laughs> In order to keep the army's hands off them, they had to keep their hands off girls. The Gay Deceivers. I'm Malcolm D. John, your landlord. Introducing Michael Greer as the gay landlord. Oh, I'm Danny. Starring Kevin Coughlin. Oh, how do you do? I'm Elliot. Larry Casey. Well, pleased to meet you. You are the muscular one, aren't you? <laughs> I just adore this cottage. And beautiful Brooke Bundy. I saw him first. Oh, wait a minute, gorgeous. I got a bigger kiss on. Dad, I'm trying to tell you something. Don't tell me. Tell your draft board. Hey, everybody. This is Elliot, our next-door neighbor. Control yourself. What goes on in the gay deceivers when everyone begins to suspect everyone else is the darndest gayest fairy tale you've ever seen on the motion picture screen. Let's have a look. And even little sister gets into the act. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Have I got a girl for you? Ta-da! It's getting so you can't tell the boys from the girls. What kind of a movie is this? Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Lloyd Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. Be fantastic. Who's yeah. Johnny Cage? I can't remember. I can't remember who's playing Johnny Cage, but, but it was somebody who was like, holy shit. There's a wrestler I know who's pissed off that he didn't get the part. Uh, yeah, Cage. Uh, yeah. Christo, whatever his name is. Um, Johnny but, Cage in the movie. I'm trying to see if I can see the new. Yeah. Um, Carl Urban, of course. Yeah, that's it. Carl Fucking Urban. Christ. Yeah. I love Carl Urban, and he'll do anything. But, that's my yeah. favorite. And, and be good at it. I, yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat 1 just looks like it's going to be so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been waiting for them to announce it after, you know, after playing Mortal Kombat 11 and seeing 
how it ended. The thing is, is I've lost my PlayStation 4 and I don't have a PlayStation 5, so I have to unfortunately play the Nintendo Switch version yeah. of Mortal Kombat 1, so I know it's going to be glitchy as fuck. Yeah. But well, I don't care because I can't wait to just see the batshit insanity that is this game. I mean, like you mentioned, Peacemaker is apparently one of the downloadable characters yeah. you can play. <laughs> and uh, what's his face from the boys? I know it's yeah. supposed to be one of the guys. It's insane. I am Baldur's Gate three has me really thinking about a next gen console. We'll see, because Baldur's Gate were like that. And Neverwinter Nights were like my favorite games, so mm-hmm. I might have to break down and uh, actually buy a next gen console. Then we'll see. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever have time to play them, but I'll have it. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, speaking of Let's... having time to play, um, <laughs> we revisited um, the Gay Deceivers. We which did. Was, which was not by choice. Uh, this was by the wheel. I mean, un, like I said, uh, this was this was chosen by the wheel by us because this <laughs> is not this is not one we would have actively if we, if we were going to actually choose the films to revisit. This one would have been, I don't even think, on the fourth draft. No, no. Just blame it on the wheel for this one, for sure. Yeah, the, the wheel basically said, you're going to watch that gay shit! <laughs> we don't mind watching gay shit. We love watching gay shit. Gay shit's in our wheelhouse, literally. Well, when I Not say this, gay, though. I say, when I, I was going to say, when I say gay shit here, I'm talking about, like, this is shit coming out of a gay person's ass. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I still have to finish Bermudos. Please don't talk about Scheiser Boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's one of the things that was missing from Bermudos. It's Scheiser Boys. It's in there somewhere. I just don't know where yet. They say Scheiser a lot in the German version. They I, do. I, I, you could do a drinking game on how many times you hear them say Scheiser. you know it's this movie is funny i will say i enjoyed it more this time than i did last time Mm -hmm. i also say that um you know i i don't know what that means but i did i did too except for the third act i mean it's like when the third when 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 they get to the costume party it's when for me the film falls apart I agree. Because it just changes in tone so drastically. I mean, the whole thing is a sitcom waiting to happen. Yeah, you got these two straight guys who do not want to go into the military, so they come up with the quote-unquote clever idea of posing as a gay couple. And when they realize that they're, they're being watched by the military to make sure that they're not draft dodgers they have to take it to the next extreme and live as a gay couple. Um, and that's where, you know, wacky hilarity ensues, just like any other type of sitcom. It's definitely, you know, it's it's Three's Company minus the tits, basically. Right. It's the combination of Three's Company and Bosom Buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, for the time, and I, the, that first two-thirds of the movie, the camp plays really well for me. Yeah. Like, I, I really enjoyed the 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 camp of the thing like the hijinks mm-hmm. were pretty good and i will say that there were times in that first 
two thirds of the movie where they tried to do something even a little more serious, but it was still couched in camp. Like regardless of what they were doing, like the parents would come visit and it was like, it was, you know, it was, it was fairly serious, but it was still couched in camp. Like his bedroom's pink and he has perfume, you know, like, like there was still camp there. Um, but then, yeah, you're right. Keep going. I'm sorry. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, you could tell right there that the father realized, oh, my God, I'm surrounded by faggotry. And, yeah. and but he turned a blind eye to it. Um, and, you know, mom, of course, is in denial just because someone's actually paying a compliment to her. Um, Still the best character in the movie, by the way. <laughs> Uh, sister caught it, of course, and then you've got the scene-stealing landlord, who um, I, I have never been gay enough myself to make an omelet the way that he does in this <laughs> film. But you know, do you? I, I love the I love the idea that your landlord is so stereotypically over the top gay, you know, mm. that he finds stuff. Um, that he thinks would work really good in your cottage and then brings that to you. Yeah. Like that's my, and I will listen, I told you this, this is how much I've changed in the last five or what, however long, four years, three years since we watched this, I want to live there. I yeah, want I, that to be where I live. I mean, when he came in with that statue of David lamp, isn't it divine? I just saw this and realized it would be great for your apartment. I was like, I so see Andy doing this at an antique store. Yes. And I do it. I do do that for my friends. I'm like, I saw this. It would look great on your wall. So let me put it up there. (laughs) But everything going on in that condo was perfect. Mm -hmm. Kitchen. Perfect. With the wooden band, with the wooden, like, uh, like banister rails, you know, had to break up the room, the living room with the fireplace. Perfect. Bedrooms. Perfect. Nothing out of place. Love it. Want to live there. No, what, no. what killed me about the fireplace was like I saw the fireplace and I'm like, you live in Southern California. Do you really need that fireplace? <laughs> How much was that place, by the way? That's what I want to know. I, that's what I want to know, too. What did they you, do for work? They did nothing, right? <laughs> they were students, right? They were students. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, the one guy who was like who I'm convinced that if, if something like this would have been done today, the guy who was completely just paranoid about being caught would wind up being gay and in the closet and actually in love with his best friend. If well, this I was think done today, I neither. And I told you this, neither of them played straight no. the whole movie, no, the whole movie. Like it was definitely like, like I'm like, mm, no, blonde no. boy was definitely bisexual. I'm sorry. sure for he, sure. He, let know, me tell you, he was he was Prince. It, it, it doesn't have a hole. Let me stick it in. I he is from my tribe, and um, <laughs> we know <laughs> uh, where um, Panic Boy was definitely the neurotic. The, he was definitely the neurotic gay stereotype. And yeah, if this movie was made today, the real reason why he's acting this way is because he's afraid of his family finding out he's actually gay. That's 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 how I would have retweaked it for today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, but yeah, he's he comes from money. So as we saw, I guess. But, you know, and, you got to get to worry. Your dad's going to pull that money. You yeah. know, like 
Well, apparently he's got some clout because I mean he got uh, the, uh, the the buddy lifeguard fired from the uh, the the from the sports club because yeah. of his homosexuality. Um, so he's got some clout somewhere. They never really explain what his job is though, or right. what his connections That's are. That's true. He was a lifeguard for a while. Yeah. Which I don't know how, as a lifeguard, you can pay your portion of the rent in Southern California, <laughs> even in, like, 1964. But, yeah. hey, what are you going to do? But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was, so we have Trust Fund Boy and Lifeguard. And Lifeguard, of course, you know, he loses his job because of what happened. But then Trust Fund Boy goes, don't worry, I'll take care of you. And I'm like, that must be nice. Right. And, I mean, he unfairly tells Lifeguard Boy, you're not allowed to be with women, you can't have sex, but I'm going to keep dating my girlfriend. Right. And, I, and I'm going to keep taking her to this goddamn Hawaiian restaurant every date. <laughs> <laughs> the same goddamn Hawaiian restaurant every time. I'm like, girl, you could do so much better than this guy. Dump him. Which she does, thankfully. I was like, when yeah. she, when she dumped him, I the second time around watching this, I actually applaud. I was like, "Good for you! You don't deserve this guy. Good for you." Um, and he was definitely the most unlikable character of the film, the the, the main guy, because the yeah, most unlikable main main yeah. character of the film. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely the most unlikable. His friend was very likable and very re- relatable. Um, the leather but, leather daddy was the most unlikable character. <laughs> Hey, you're just my talk. No, it means no, sir. <laughs> but uh, the landlord, of course, you know, he steals the film. And he's... Oh, yeah. I mean, not only the whole memeable moment with the flowers, but just any scene that he's in, it's actually enjoyable to watch because he's such just, just a well-developed character. And the thing is, is, is that his character, he understood even though he didn't know the truth behind the situation, but when he realized that, you know, things were not as they seemed, he was just like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do that. I mean, he, he could, he, in his mind, he's seeing, oh, he's out, but he's not out. Right. And treated him that way. But when the truth comes out in the third act, we never see a resolution between the landlord and this guy. No. Because he totally duped him into thinking that, you know, they were this gay couple. And I was just like, okay, well, what happened? I mean, because it's obvious they're not allowed to stay there anymore. He's talking about moving to Northern California. And the other guy's going to go to Florida. So we never got to see, you know, what happened in that sequence. It would have been a more compelling third act. Yeah. For sure. If you want to get serious, that's how you get serious. You don't you don't get serious with this like the, the aftermath of this party, and then the part that the, the part of this movie in the third act that always is the end, where they've been through all of this together, right? The the two friends, and you're right. The way the movie should have ended was him coming out to his friend, either you know however you want to play it at that point. That should have been the end. It shouldn't have been them shaking hands and walking off. Like, they're not friends anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you just went through all this shit. How are you not going to, you know, it's, it's a bad ending to this movie. Sorry. Well, I mean, yeah, and especially since, you know, the father basically disowns his son. Right. You know, cuts, you know, cuts him off and everything because he's convinced his son is gay. 
and the son is trying to tell his father, I'm not gay, why, why don't you listen to me? This was all a ruse. I was trying to avoid the military. And the father's like, no, nah, I'm going to send you to a psychiatrist and everything. At, at this point, this could have been the moment where he did come out to his father when he was threatening to send him to a psychiatrist. What I would have done is I would have had the guy finally grow some balls and walk away from his family and say, you know what? I don't need your money. I don't care. I'm going to live my life the way it needs to be lived, whether you like it or not. And if you you know feel like you can't be a part of my life anymore, so be it. Right. Reflect the experience, especially at that time. Yeah. For so many gay men. Like, if, if you want to call your movie The Gay Deceivers, make it really gay. Like, yeah. don't don't half-ass it the way that you guys did for laughs. And then get serious. If you were to have laughs through the end, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but you didn't. You decided to make it serious. So make it for real serious. Yeah. Like, you're absolutely right, Roy. And then, uh, like I said, have a resolution with the landlord. You know, have some... Because the only, the only resolution that we got between his interaction and how he duped and deceived everybody. We never got a resolution between him and his, his father. We never got a resolution between him and his sister, uh, who basically exposed all of this shit. Right. Um, we never got a resolution between him and the landlord, but we did get a resolution between him and his girlfriend. And... It was still that was still a half-assed resolution, also because he's tried to tell her, you know, I'm in love with you, and blah 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 blah, and she herself is also still convinced that he's gay, and is like, you think that now, but you're going to realize later on that it's what you've been made to think that you need, and stuff like that. And she was the most realistic character of the film for me. Because even though her heart was broken and everything, she real, she, you know, her still thinking that he's gay is thinking in her mind, I need to let him go and live yeah. his life. Which is why it would have made much more sense if he did come out of the closet. Right. Right. Because all this movie does in the, in the deception is damage everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then we get that extremely half-assed ending with the the recruiters where when they see the two friends parting ways and everything and we realize that this was an ultimate test to see if they really were gay because the military is only recruiting gay men so they could turn it into one big giant orgy right. and I'm, I'm thinking to myself this is during the time of the fucking Vietnam War I don't find the humor in that ending I'm sorry I was just like uh, no I, no, <laughs> this is not how you end the movie with. Oh, we we're, we're the army. We just want to fuck each other. I'm like, right? No, you're recruiting people because you're sending them off to die in a war that you're losing. Right. It's, it's yeah. just a weird bad movie that one meme came out of. Um, yeah. That is very likable for the first two thirds if you like camp. And the, it loses all of its traction and mobility in the third act. Like, it's like that's what it is. Yeah, and the thing is, is it's 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 not even like how because Showgirls could have been a victim of the same thing, where Showgirls, showgirls is, is just, perfect. Where Showgirls is just high camp, and then it has that intense, over the top, unnecessary rape sequence, and it derails. 
But it does kind of go back on the tracks with the camp when Nomi visits Crystal in the hospital and we have that, you know, extremely pathetic goodbye <laughs> scene where they kiss each other and everything. You know, we, we have a little camp that happens there. But when things take the serious turn in the Gay Deceivers, camp dies. There's no more yeah. camp whatsoever. You can't bring that camp. When you go that hard, you know, like the way that they did it, they can't. Here's the thing. The problem is there were so many avenues to take to bring camp back to it or to have a resolution that makes some sort of sense Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, in showgirls, you know, once you go, once you go that hard, like, like the only thing you can do is have that, you know, hacky ending. Right. And and that's all you could do Um, with this. They had ways to resolve it and they chose not to. And I think that's why it just doesn't work. Like, we just pointed out like three different ways they could have gone and and fixed it in like five minutes. And they and they chose to go this route with the the army, you know, the the recruiter like, oh, yeah. And then kiss it as, you know, kiss it. Yeah. Just assistant. like, let's fuck now that we've, you know, we foiled them. Now let's fuck. Yeah. I'm so and, I'm so horny when I, you know, turn a straight man away from the army. Like, and the thing is, is it's like when, when that happened, all of a sudden we get the the wah, 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 music out of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, two no, no, lives no. are utterly destroyed. <laughs> you, you, you've destroyed lives. You don't bring in the F troop music. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. <laughs> don't watch this movie. I've come around like. There are much better campy movies that you can watch than this one for that reason. Yeah. If you run out, watch it. Turn it turn it off after the party. That's the end of the movie. That's it right there. That's that's what I'm going to say. This movie is is night is is 80 minutes long and it ends at the party. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It just yeah. Just yeah. Turn it off. Just turn it off at the party. Yeah. You get everything you need out of it. You're not going to get anything after it. Turn it off at the party. So, I honestly, I mean, even though you know that you, you say that, I honestly can't recommend this movie. No, um, I I can't either. Yeah, I, I I I honestly can sincerely say I cannot, which is you know a shame because it could have been so much better than what it was. Right. But but it's not. Correct. Yeah, it could have been boom. Oh God, it, yeah, it could it could have been shit on your mother. I, uh, I mean, the level there. the level of high camp in Boom continued from beginning to end. And let me tell you something, that movie's fucking dark. Yeah. That's a dark movie. It is such a dark movie, but the camp is so hilarious. Yeah, because of the choices that both of the the acting choices that yes. the two of them make in this film, and and the director. And yes. Tennessee Williams, there's a monkey for no reason. I'm just want to remind everybody, there is a monkey in this movie for no reason. It's just there. There's a little, it's a small world trolley car that brings people in and out of her little, uh, her little kingdom in <laughs> on the cliff. This mm-hmm. movie is 
this boom is everything that the gay deceivers tries to be in essence. I Pretty think. Much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, that's what I got to this, say. Yeah. I'm mad that I had to watch it again. <laughs> I think I'm more mad that I have to watch this again than I am that I have to watch Bermudos again. Because <laughs> Bermudos is such a bad movie that it's almost you it's almost fun to watch how bad it is. You know? Like this movie wasn't a bad movie, it's just a bad movie, you know? Like that's where that's where I'm gonna land on it, I guess. I just it's, it's that's all I can say is yeah yeah it's it's depressing it's yeah. depressing when but it's depressing when potential isn't um isn't achieved when it could be yes. you know like that I think that is the one thing that I've learned on this show in the last five years is that like like a lot of the movies that we don't like. I mean, we, for all the shit that we give Permudos, like, we are having fun rewatching that movie. Yeah. We all, you know, it's the movies that have the potential to be something that and aren't. Shit the bed. Yeah. You know, I think that's the, those are the things that piss us off the most. Like, the middling movies. Like, don't either be great or horrible. Don't land in the middle. Nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. That's for no one. When when your movie does basically the visual equivalent of a, a, a beast on my dog, which is <laughs> what the gay deceivers does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That that those are the ones that anger us, and yeah. the gay deceivers is one of those movies. And just like, you could have been something. And <laughs> you could have been not. a contender. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm done talking about Gay Deceivers now. <laughs> I don't think we have to watch it again. It, no. If it comes up on the wheel again, we say no. If we're We've still watched doing it this, twice. If we're still doing this five more years from now and we celebrate our 10th anniversary, and if the Gay Deceivers comes up again, <laughs> I'm going to tell the wheel, fuck you, we're not doing the Gay Deceivers again. <laughs> Leave it on there so that if it does come up, you can literally say fuck you to it. That's what I want to say. <laughs> All right. So as we announced on the uh, the last episode where we uh, rediscover where we re uh, watched Liquid Sky uh, for the month of August, we're doing all Amityville horror. Uh, <laughs> so, oh my God, it's going to be quite yeah. the change. Quite the change. Yep. So we're doing Tubi, Amityville Horror, Amityville Emmanuel, the first movie to be written entirely with uh, Chat ID uh, AI. Engine. GPT, yeah, 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 GPT, yeah. There you go. Our first ever movie uh, like that. Uh, Amityville in space, and then uh, Amityville starring Eric Roberts. That, they should <laughs> just call it Eric Roberts. They should just called it Amityville Eric Roberts, and it was. I agree. Right there. I 100% agree. They should have called it Amityville Eric Roberts, and they should continue to do that with these. <laughs> I want, I want Amityville Don the Dragon Wilson. I want. Amityville and Leia Quigley. Yeah, Amityville Lindsay Lohan. That's the movie I want. (laughs) (laughs) Amityville Linnea Quigley would be great, though, because she would elevate that shit to a different level. Muppets Amityville. There you go. (laughs) 
my effing email. How has that not been made? <laughs> not like Muppets, but like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because like, wouldn't be, there wouldn't be a movie because the minute they walk into the house and the voice is heard, Miss Piggy's like, I'm out of here. And yeah. it would have been the end of the movie right there. I want now. I want that movie more than anything. I want a, a, a Muppets Amityville uh, horror, a Muppet style Amityville horror movie. Janice comes walking. He's like, "Oh wow! Like the vibe of this house is so dark and mysterious. I, I can't be here." <laughs> Just animal playing the drums in the corner. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yes. Uncle Deadly's like, even I don't want to be here. Right, right. (laughs) All right, gang. Well, tune in next time when we um, are revisited by our friend Courtney, who we forced to watch (laughs) Premutos with us. uh, Because misery misery loves company. I Um, love it. I mean, if we do anything good in this world, it's uh, making Courtney watch (laughs) <laughs> what I love is she messaged us and she's like, I've got seven pages worth of notes and I'm halfway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, yes, all right. And, and the the worst part about it is that all of her notes are meaningless because the movie makes absolutely no sense. Exactly. So, yeah. They're just the ramblings. Like I said, this movie was written by Sutter Kane. It's just, it's in the mouth of madness for real. It's, does it... It's just—it's meant to drive you insane. I think yes. we'll get into it. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna oh, get yeah. into it. I oh, you know, it's gonna be a fun conversation now. Having a third voice who's experienced it for the first time and is basically in the seat that we were the first yeah. time we watched that damn film. Um, only this—I feel like I'm watching oh, it for the first time again, though. Well, because yeah, because it, it's a director's cut. <laughs> Well, not only is it the director's cut, but I didn't understand it the first time, and I still don't. So I feel like I'm watching a new movie. The thing, Except though, for the... What's, what's sad is that with it being in German with English subtitles, it's a little more comprehensible than it was when it was English. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely correct, by the way. Oh, God. And never in my life has I, have I heard the word Scheiser said so much in my entire life. Well, I know how to say a lot of things about my ball surgery in German now, so that's... (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Yes. (laughs) Alrighty, gang. Tune in next time when we will revisit Premutos, and again, thank you for joining us on this uh, revisiting journey, and um, can't wait to see what happens when we dive headfirst into the world of Amityville. I can't either. I can't either. I'm trying to think. (laughs) Amityville, um, we got Amityville Eric Roberts. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Madsen. Oh, God. That'd be one. Amityville um, Daryl Hannah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a really good one, actually. A- oh, wait. I think I might have the best. Amityville mm-hmm. Tara Reed. Oh, God. That'd be great. Then we can have one directed by Quentin Tarantino, and it would be called The Amityville Feet. It would. It would. <laughs> it's just nothing but it's just nothing but the it's film shot in the Amityville Horror House, and it's just a focus on everyone's feet. Knee knee down, like uh, like the opening of Yule Log from yeah. 
Adult Swim, where mm-hmm. you get those you get just solid shots, or uh, Skinnamarink, where you just have a single camera angle. It's just me <laughs> down in the living room the whole time. I yes. did watch a really I, – I know we're ending the podcast, but there is a really – and I need to find it for you. There's a really interesting horror movie that I watched a couple of months ago that's all for almost all from the perspective of um, a mounted deer head on the wall. The hell? Yeah, it's actually really interesting. I'm gonna try to. I'll try to. Ref, I'll try to find what it what it is, and then and, and let you know. Um, but yeah, that, I <laughs> I'm gonna be thinking uh, for a long time about who would be the best Amityville um, actor. Uh, Amityville Crispin Glover would be good. Amityville Greg Sestero. Oh shit! <laughs> Not Tommy Wiseau. Greg Sestero. Greg Sestero. <laughs> yes. Amityville Greg Sestero. There it's you all go. Just him, it's all just him in the Amity House, Bill House, recording videos about uh, about Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, what would Tommy think of the situation? Oh wow, what possessed? Yeah, he's just doing. He's, okay, here, Greg Sestero as Tommy Wiseau in Amityville Greg Sestero. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. I actually think I have come up with the perfect person. Are you ready? Yeah. Amityville Flula Borg. Oh, shit. (laughs) No, you're right. It's perfect. You've done it. You've done it. He was a he was a guest judge on Is That Cake this last season. Holy shit! I love Falula Borg so much. How do we like once Amity a year Bill we talk Flula about Falula Borg? Yeah, it's Amity Bill Falula Borg right there. That's it, and he'd do it. Oh, you know he'd, he would. He'd do it in a heartbeat. There like used to be is, is haunted. There used to be a podcast, and I, I'm sure we all know. Uh, Dan Harmon used to have a podcast called Harmon Town. And it was him and Jeff Davis, the you know the improv artist from um, from Who's Line, yeah. and um, he would have guests on. And one time he had Falula Borg on, and Falula Borg was explaining how when he first got to the states, he was a professional hype man, and it is the funniest fucking story. Oh, I, it might be the, one of the funniest stories I've ever heard in my entire life. Like just about how he got into hyping as a uh, as a profession. <laughs> Oh my god! And then imagine Falula Borg as a hype man. Like, <laughs> it's the funniest thing you can think of. Like, imagine Falula Borg as like um, as like oh, what's his name? The guy from uh, the the guy from uh, Public Enemy. Um, oh, Flavor Flav. Yeah, just imagine that. Like, it's there's nothing funnier than in, in your mind is possible. That's it. <laughs> All right, now we got to go because now I got to think about full of the board for another week. So. <laughs> All right, gang, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll be back next time to talk about Premutos. Speaking of German, Premutos. Yeah. All right, gang, talk to you later.